Okay, so we're joined today by um, former Ross County, now Coventry City fullback, um, Josh Reed. Josh, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Good. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good to chat to you. Thank you for coming on, speaking to us here at the at the fourth official. We do do appreciate it. Um, how's how's life? Just really quickly down in down in Coventry. Are you settling in well? No, it's all started well. Um, obviously, come down what two weeks ago now. So. Settling in quite quickly. I'm staying with a few boys, so right, they've all been been brilliant with me, and everyone's looking after me. So yeah, the club seems brilliant, and I it's a it's a dream move to be honest from the start of the season. So it's all a bit overwhelming, but it's it's brilliant. I nah, good. It's exciting. I can only imagine how you're feeling as a an 18 year old going down there and it's all, all really starting to kick off so we'll, we'll get properly into it trust me but um before all that uh let's go right back to to you as a as a proper young kid so b- born and raised in Dingwall is that right yeah 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 always been in Dingwall how was how was life uh how was life as a kid in the Highlands no it's good it's good there's not much else to do other than literally play football uh with your, with your mates um you know literally <laughs> nothing else to do yeah. other than you know everyone just plays football at, for Dingwall what was it Dingwall Soccer 7s I used to play for mm-hmm. until Ross County put me up when I was 7 or 8 so literally only played football with basically the boys that I've grown up with my whole life so it's different coming down here when you don't know anyone playing with boys that you know you have to earn the respect off again and stuff like that so it's good nah, though I can imagine um, yeah no that's good. what I was going to ask next because uh, yeah I noticed you were picked up when like you said when you were seven or eight which seems mm-hmm. crazy um, it, I, that must be exciting as a wee boy like to be seven or eight and really just starting to find your way with football and then all of a sudden like a, a proper club is basically saying right we want you to, to come and play for us do you, do you remember much of that or is it even so long ago that you can't really remember how it felt don't remember really how it felt because obviously Ross County was always a team I supported. I grew up supporting them, went to all the games and stuff like that. So it was always a dream come true when I played for them. But I remember, I do remember the first training session I went to. I don't know. I think when I first went, when they first picked me up, the academy was just kind of starting and they were just starting to kind of take, let's under eights, under sevens kind of in and be kind of like a, a proper academy, proper mm-hmm. children's academy. So I think I was one of the kind of like first batch of of boys that actually got the chance to go and, you know, be, well, kind of full-time at that age, kind of training two, three times a week. So, no, it was unbelievable when they said, oh, we want you. And when I kept, kept going up the age groups, you know, got even better so yeah it was good well yeah I was going to ask about that because you know you're just a, you're a footballer who's really breaking through in the sort of first team professional game now but there's obviously a ton of work has gone into that like a decade of training in amongst the youth set up at, at County um, how did you find find your time you know as, as a youth is it difficult challenging were the times where you thought I, I might not make it or were you just always focused on that one goal of being a pro footballer there was definitely times earlier on where I thought, oh, is it for me? Because, well, up until under-12s at Ross County, you never really played 11-a-side games or 
that it was just all seven aside. Mm-hmm. And then when you took that jump up to the under 13s, you started playing in an actual league and you started playing 11 aside football. And then for that half of the season, first half of the season, then I remember it like what I wasn't playing um, and wasn't really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And did think at that, like, had conversations with my mum and that, I remember it. Um, saying, I don't know if, like, I want to carry it on or stuff mm-hmm. like that. But when, once I started playing and, you know, I was a left mid-back then scoring some goals and stuff like that, um, found it and really enjoyed it and never really got taken out of the team from then. So just constantly was enjoying my football. And so, no, I never, it wasn't, I don't want to sound big and say it was never hard or that, mm. but obviously it was hard. And there was some tough kind of spells where I was out with injuries or had troubles with my knees at kind of under 14s and under 15s, which made me slower, which made me play left, kind of make me a left back. Mm-hmm. And then just as you go up the age groups, you find it increasingly, increasingly harder because you take that jump from under 15s to under 17s when you go two years old, like two years up, you're thinking like these boys are like, kind of men now mm-hmm. whereas you're playing with boys and then you take that further step to reserves and it's like you just got to keep developing yourself you can't really kind of stand still you've just got to you know keep improving keep working hard you know what I mean and then you know you obviously find yourself in the first team and then it doesn't really stop there you've just got to keep working hard and then obviously who knows what what, what happened yeah no I mean it's it sounds good it's just it's um it's a difficult time like for anyone that age like going through like physical and emotional change and throwing into the mix like that sort of desperation of I want to be a footballer just I could imagine it just being a really challenging thing but it sounds like a club like County it's just been it's been a great grounding for you and they've obviously looked after you very well and they've they've clearly seen a pathway from a, a young age to get you into the first team so um so yeah, I wonder how did you balance like football with with school and like your education and studies, and did you have like if if you thought right because you know an injury could happen, something that could prevent you from being a footballer? Did you have anything in mind that you might think about pursuing if you didn't quite make it as a footballer? Um, I never really thought about it because mm. well, I got I got on my grades. You know, I finished well, I went full time at Ross County when I was 16, so left at the end of fourth year mm-hmm. with a lot of my national fives and stuff like that. So, and then I signed full-time and went back to school part-time okay. to do a couple of my hires. So got I've got a fair few qualifications. So, well, I probably wouldn't have them if my mum wasn't nagging at me to get them. But, mm. um, you know, I'm glad that I've got them in case, you know, football's a short career. So, you know, I might need them at the end of end of my playing career hopefully that lasts a while but mm-hmm. you know it's good that I've I've done school and got qualifications for for after yeah absolutely because there's so so many people and it's kind of I, was, I did an interview with Liam Gordon at St Johnson the other day and we had the exact same conversation because mm-hmm. if you start thinking about not making it as a footballer that there's almost like a little psychological thing of oh, I might I might not make it and if you start thinking yeah. about other routes that you could take in your life maybe that's 
the trigger for not quite making it. So yeah, it's yeah. a difficult one to balance, but it's good that you had someone there behind you that sort of really pushed you to sort of focus on education. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, um, right, so this season, proper breakthrough. Um, when did you start to get a sense, Josh, that you might get a wee run in the team? Did Kettlewell have a bit of a chat with you over the summer? Did you have a feeling that it was going to happen? Um, well, obviously lockdown hit last year and then um, I seen the likes of they let go uh, Richard Foster and Sean Kelly and then obviously it was both the gaffers at the time Stephen Ferguson and Stuart Kettlewell yeah. and they had a chat with me um, in lockdown kind of saying you know you'll come back um, with the first team you'll come back as a kind of first team player mm-hmm. you know you won't be a reserve player you'll be a first team player in with a squad and that and then came back in in pre-season and then did well and then played 45 minutes against Aberdeen and did did really well and then we were supposed to play Hibs away mm. and I was supposed to start that game but got called off right and then I remember thinking like you know you know that's that was like going to be the opportunity do you know what I mean to go and yeah, start yeah, and go yeah. and show that I can go and I can go and play that level, and then obviously we're literally a couple couple of weeks, three weeks before the start of the season, and I don't think we had any more scheduled friendlies because obviously we could only play teams in the Premier League because yeah. no other team was coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we got Livingston and Celtic in the space of two days. So we played Livy on the Saturday and Celtic on the Sunday. Okay, and. I was on the bench for the Livy game and played 20 minutes in that game. Mm. And obviously, Livy's a completely different game to Celtic, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. physical battle and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. felt that I handled it really well. And then played against, started against Celtic the next day. And like, well, James Forrest and Trimpong are both <laughs> very, yeah. very quick and mm-hmm. good players. So, I, I felt like I handled them pretty well. We lost 2-0, two, two I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, felt as if I gave myself, like, the best shot to go and start um, on the first day of the season. So I think at that point, after the Celtic game, you know, uh, Richie Britton, the assistant, and Don were more speaking to me rather than the gaffer, just saying, you know, like, how well I did and, Mm-hmm. Um, and I, from then on I think I didn't know I was going to start because obviously you don't but I did have that feeling that I deserve the chance to go and start because I've played I've played I've played well and mm-hmm. I don't think Carl Tomarco uh, was that fit at the time because he'd honestly he'd just signed mm-hmm. so I think that after the Celtic game I thought you know I've got a Great chance on going and starting against Motherwell, so yeah, and then you yeah. did, and you've not looked back since then, have you? So <laughs> uh, yeah, quite quickly establishing yourself as um as the first choice left back, um, but you, you did you did touch on it there. That's not necessarily like position that you'd been used to throughout your youth career. So um, I, I'm wondering, is, is left back is that you know you a left back, or do you think there might still be scope to to play somewhere slightly differently? Um, well, obviously, I went to left back when when I was what under seventeens. Mm. Um, 
Richie Britton, obviously assistant now, was the coach back then. And he kind of put me there and kind of kept me there kind of thing because I was kind of left back, left mid, left back, left mid kind of throughout the youth. Um, and then I've always been a left back since then. I don't, I can obviously play left wing back and I could probably play on the left side of a three. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm definitely not left wing or that anymore. I don't, no. don't think I've got the legs for that. No, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, you played pretty much. Did you play? Have you played every game, or did you play every game until you left County? Is that is that right? Yeah. Um, I played every game, um, under Shuke well this season, mm-hmm. except the Hibs game when I missed um for COVID. Right. Okay. And then when John Hughes came in, I played the first couple, and then. Obviously, I got suspended. I got sent off against St. Mirren mm-hmm. and then was suspended and came on once after that, but didn't play. Yeah. But so play, basically, yeah. Yeah, but played play tons, though. And, and it's something quite interesting because you have dreamt all your all your like life of like making it and being a footballer and playing in front of thousands. And then it eventually happens and you're playing in front of no one. Like, is that, yeah. is that weird or was it not? Because you're just, you didn't know what to expect anyway. It, it wasn't, well, it wasn't really weird for me in a sense. Like, I've always played in front of no one. Mm-hmm. So, it obviously was weird when you're playing at Celtic Park and there's nobody there and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was quite frustrating, you know, like the first game of the season when you're making your debut and your family can't come and watch and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously they've been there since like under 12s and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, but because we had like five, I think we got, quite a few games when we had 500 fans in um, my mum or dad got into quite a few of them so good. it was good for them to come see me play you know a couple of times at least because you know if I had left well obviously I've left in January and they mm. hadn't watched me play for you know my boyhood team you know I'd it'd be quite disappointing so I'm yeah. glad that family got into watch and stuff like that yeah, definitely. No, that's good. That's good to hear. I'd forgotten about those a uh, couple of trial games with a few fans back when the when the tier system yeah, was in yeah. place. So it's good they yeah. managed to get in for that. Um, so obviously, great first half of the season for you. Um, but from a county perspective, um, some again some amazing results, but a bit up and down in long periods without the results. Um, and it's yeah. turned into a little bit of a scrap towards the bottom of the league. Um, were you sad to see? Kettlewell go, the guy that gave you your chance. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was a bit premature, kind of. I, you know, we weren't finding it. We would find a result, like if we'd beaten Celtic at Celtic Park 2-0, mm-hmm. where we can be just so good. And then the following week, we can just... Uh, the consistency level just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I think especially when, you know, you're playing in Scotland and you're playing Saturday, 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 whereas like Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, kind of down here, mm-hmm. it's tough to find a rhythm if you're, if you're losing games, you know, because sometimes when you have like a full week to think about it, you're thinking about it too long, you're thinking about it too much, whereas down here you're just kind of, you know, you just shove, uh, shrug it off, sorry, and mm-hmm. you just go on to the Wednesday game Whereas I think it's hard to find consistency. And if you're not 
the results aren't coming, you're you're searching for answers rather than just kind of playing the football that we did at the start of the season. Like we started the season so well with, you know, two wins and a draw in the first in the first three games, mm-hmm. and then just couldn't couldn't really find the consistency from then on, really. Yeah. I think from a sort of outsider's perspective, my view was kind of similar. It, it, it felt a little bit out of the blue. I knew that County had been one of the teams that were struggling from a point of view of getting consistency, but what they had been getting was those kind of shock, like spectacular yeah. results, like Celtic Park. And I've always felt like if, if you can, if they've been able to do that, then there's clearly the signs are there for success. And it's maybe just about you know, letting it breathe and allowing that opportunity to get some consistency. And you've seen some managers that have lost their jobs recently. It's not come as quite as much a surprise to me as it did with, with Kettlewell. So it's interesting to get yeah. your perspective on that as well. Um, but then, of course, a, a big name, a big character in, in Yogi uh, comes in. Yeah. Um, I know you didn't play under him from t- for too long. Um, but how, how, did, how did you find him just in the short time you had with him? Obviously, a very enthusiastic, passionate guy. Did that yeah. come across in training, yeah? Yeah, definitely. No, he's a, a great guy, a great character to have in the club, you know. Um, you know, I definitely think that he'll take Ross County out of a, a bad spot at the moment, you know. He's a good manager and you can see by, you know, obviously I didn't work under him long, but, you know, the, the game plan that he sets out, you know, the day before the games and how much he puts into just each and every training session and mm-hmm. you know he's a real he does everything to get three points on a Saturday and you know great guy to have at Russ County you know big big name and I think Roy, Roy McGregor's definitely backed him in January to go and you know sign a few players to get get them out of get them out of trouble so hopefully hopefully you can turn that around and they don't they don't go down yeah, I'm sure you'll be watching on and keeping an eye. Um, yeah, from down in yeah. Um, I just I guess on that, with you being a, a county fan and growing up and sort of really focused on making the break into the first team, um, was it difficult then? Like, was that was that something that emotionally was quite difficult when it came to the decision you had to make in January in terms of moving away? Like, was there a real temptation to to stay and see it out for the season? Definitely, I think so. Well. Obviously, the original plan was for me to stay on loan at Ross County. Mm-hmm. But obviously, uh, Ryan Giles went back to Wolves down here, so they wanted me. They wanted me down here now. Um, so obviously, it came as quite a shock because obviously I'd kind of set my mind on on staying there and you know mm-hmm. continuing living with my family and and staying with all my mates and stuff like that and helping Ross County as much as I can and then obviously I think it was also a kind of offer that I couldn't say no to you know it's Coventry's a massive club and Mm. never would I have thought that they would have been wanting to buy me and if he had said this to me last year so you know I thought it was an opportunity that might not come again in the summer you know I didn't know how much I was going to play. Obviously, I got sent off and, you know, nothing to do with John Hughes. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I kind of lost his trust to kind of to play me again after that. Um, so I didn't know how much I was going to play from now until the end of the season. And so 
you know, I didn't want to pass up on what was a unbelievable opportunity. So, aye. yeah, no, you're 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 bang on, and like we said before, short career and anything can happen. So when these opportunities come around, as much as players get a bit of a kick in sometimes, like who wouldn't do the same? Do you know what I mean? It's just too, yeah. good, too, too good a chance to turn down. Um, yeah. So when you first heard that this move might be happening, like you said, if, if you from a year ago was told that you know, you'd be getting a, a move down to Coventry, like you'd be, you'd be buzzing, but were you still just as excited and just, you know, couldn't quite believe your luck when you were heard that it might be happening? Definitely. Well, um, it was pretty old it was all pretty sudden as well. You know, I'd never really throughout the, the six months and, you know, I'm seeing a few articles and all oh, this team's interested in him and all oh, like this team's interested in him. And, mm-hmm. But Coventry were never one of them teams, but obviously they were the ones that were actually interested. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so when my agent told me in, well, the start of January really that, Coventry are wanting to buy you and, and stuff like that. It was all it was all a mad process and you don't really know how to how to handle it, whether to be sad that you're leaving or you want like obviously I'm absolutely buzzing that mm-hmm. they wanted to and you know it's all all unbelievable and you just you know you, from where you were last year playing under 18 football, reserve football. Mm-hmm. to now getting a move to Coventry first team, you know, couldn't have asked for a better year. No, I know it's, it's incredible. You talk, you talked there about like articles and stuff like you were linked with a lot of teams. Um, I guess firstly, is it, is it, is it hard to ignore that when that kind of stuff's going on? Like, I mean, social media is there. I'm, I'm assuming you're on Twitter or Instagram or whatever yeah, else. Like, yeah. is it, is it hard to switch off to that? It is when you see, you know, like from when I first played against Motherwell, mm-hmm. I've always looked at, you know, I probably shouldn't, but at what people are saying about me and, you know, I don't really mind if people said, oh, you didn't have a good game or, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't really bother me because I know myself, I've, I've not played well or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but definitely, you know, the speculation that uh, was out in the papers and stuff like that about different clubs and, you know, it's all just... It's it's to just seem like my name in the papers yeah, was crazy. mad for mm-hmm. a you know for a certain time. It's kind of got to a wee stage of normality now, but mm-hmm. um, you know at the start when you're seeing different clubs and that linked to you, you know it was it was crazy. Yeah, I can only imagine. Can only imagine how it felt. Um, and yeah, there were quite a few clubs linked um, north and south of the border. Um, it sounds like the only one that really became an option for you was Coventry, but I'm just interested. Were, were there options that you had to consider or was it just you know Coventry, the ones that really made it clear that they wanted you and that, that's where you were going? Yeah, I think there was um, other clubs interested, but they never really showed the interest of Coventry. Coventry really liked me as a player and really obviously wanted me and they were the ones that you know went out and and actually said you know we want him now kind of thing you know mm-hmm. not going to wait about for you or whatever we're going to sign him and obviously delighted that they have you know I think if any other club had really come in for me and then I would be choosing Coventry anyway because it's a massive massive club and you know mm-hmm. 
in the championship, it's a great opportunity to go and, you know, hopefully I'll get back from injury soon and hopefully I can play some games and, you know, help Coventry stay and stay in the championship for next season, you know, because it's a great opportunity to go and play in, you know, one of the best leagues in the world, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you've touched on it there, a little bit unlucky, but you've gone down and uh, picked up a bit of an injury. So that's got to be a bit of a bit of a bummer. But um, yeah. that aside, how, how are you finding it all so far? Are you enjoying the experience, yeah? Yeah, it's been it's been great. Obviously, I'm in with the so you know it's been good to come down and stay with other boys. You know, I'm not on my own and stuff mm-hmm. like that because obviously it's the first time moving away from my family which is a bit weird having to cook and stuff like that so um i think i gave myself food poisoning last week so <laughs> <laughs> um but oh the experience is great like the facilities and you know everyone around the club and the, the players and stuff like that yeah they're all great, great bunch of lads so you know it's, it's been good yeah that's good i was going to ask about that because um i think an eighteen-year-old moving away from home and moving to a different country at any any point is um, that's a big thing to adapt to, and it's a big change in anyone's life. But doing it at the moment when things are so uh, yeah. restricted in terms of what you can do and getting out to see the local area and all that kind of stuff, um, have you found it a bit of an unusual kind of isolating experience, or, or have a few other sort of guys been in amongst you there? Has that really helped? Yeah, it's a bit weird, obviously, because obviously my family can't come down or whatever to. Yeah, have a look at the area with me. Um, I didn't drive down, so um, I don't have my car down here at the moment. Right. So I've just I haven't actually been able to kind of see the area or, some, or that really. I've just mm-hmm. been getting lifts into training pretty much every day and then home kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen what Tesco looks like, and that's that's about <laughs> it really. Um, but it's good that I've got boys here with me because obviously you know I'm, I'm here kind of the first time away and you know don't have anyone to kind of speak to or that that I'm familiar with so mm-hmm. it's good that I'm in with three boys that are all great so aye it's good that's good I don't think people sometimes appreciate some of the sacrifices that footballers make um yeah. take at the moment um a lot of people are away from their families and uh, you, you know you're away from your your folks who you, you'd be used to living with but some people be away from kids and stuff like that which yeah which can't be great and there's a lot of dedication to, to make it isn't there yeah definitely definitely well i i don't know anyone down here i think everyone you know all the commentary lads are quite settled i know that um but it's just something you've got to do isn't it you know yeah i know at some point i knew at some point that well, where Ross County is, you're always going to have to leave home at some point if you if you did well at Ross County. You know, you're never going to stay at home for your whole life. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to do it at some point. I'm just doing it sli- slightly younger than 18, you know? Yeah. So what's the plan at Coventry then? Have they been honest with you about um, sort of short-term, long-term, what the opportunities will be in the first team? Um, are you hoping for a shot at a run of games in the first team this season? Um, they definitely... Obviously, the plan was at first was to be obviously at Ross County on loan and then mm-hmm. take me back in the pre-season and then obviously see where that goes. And then the plan was, I think, to be a second choice left back for the for next season. Mm-hmm. So 
hopefully all doing well, you know, I can maybe pick up a couple of appearances this season. You know, that's the aim anyway, to to hopefully make my debut um this season and then we'll see see where things go. I'm not really thinking much longer term than, you know, this season, just trying to make my day trying to get back from this injury and trying to make my debut. And then, you know, hopefully we stay up and, you know, just see where things go from there. Yeah, no, it sounds sounds pretty sensible. You're not gonna be chapping on any doors then demanding a place in the no, team any time. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and um and I know you said there you don't you're not looking too far ahead, right? But I just want to get a, an overall idea and I know a lot of people say the same things here. Um, but I, I just really interested what the future holds in terms of ambition for Josh Reed. I'm assuming it's the English Premier League is the dream, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, who wouldn't want to play in that that league? You know, look. Well, just look at the amount of you know Scottish players that have come down here and playing in the Premier League now, and how well they're doing. And you know, it's it would be unbelievable to play in the Premier League. Yeah, it's the dream, isn't it? Um, yeah. You talked about some some Scottish players there, and that that kind of preempts my last question. Um, is it internationally, uh, Scotland's obviously pretty well stocked at left back, which is probably a bit of a frustration for you. Um, but you're young, so that's fine. Um, I take it at some point international recognition is a, a big motivation for you as well, Josh. Yeah, definitely. Well, I got my first taste of it um, in November time, October time, when I got called up to nineteen squad. Obviously, it was called off with COVID halfway through it but you know all I want to do really is get called up to the 19 if it's the 19s again or if it's hopefully the 21s sometime soon you know and then hopefully you know if I'm can doing well at Coventry or whatever then obviously the 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 dream is to play for the first team play for Scotland you know but I'm not thinking <laughs> too much about that I'm just thinking about you know, making that 19s again or hopefully making the 21 something soon. Yeah, of course. It's got to be an exciting prospect, though. I mean, if you're involved at, at 19s and then 21s, then that's the natural progression, isn't it? And um, as much as we'd love it, Robertson and Tierney aren't going to be around forever. So there'll come a point where we'll need someone <laughs> I else. I, I need to Thank try you. work on the right foot to try and play right back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think there could be a bit of a scrap between you and Hickey, but, um, you know, that's got, got to be a good battle. You will drive each other on, I'm sure. And that, uh, and Josh Doy playing at Hibs, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Quite a lot of young left backs that are doing well. So yeah, it's good to see. Though it's good to see. Absolutely, absolutely. Listen, that's us. Um, thank you very much for that. It's been a great chat. Uh, really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us at the fourth official. Um, yeah. uh, congrats again on the move, mate. It's uh, it's really exciting, um, and I'm sure it's all going to work out well. So yeah, um, all the best with the recovery from the injury and uh, the rest of this season and the rest of the career. Cheers, mate. Thank you. If you enjoy interviews from the world of Scottish football like this one and our articles, then please consider becoming a fourth official subscriber on Patreon. You'll get access to bonus material and all of our content there first for as little as £2.99 per month. Help us to tackle the mainstream media by becoming a subscriber now at patreon.com slash the fourth official.